The South Dakota Stories, Volume 7. My trip to South Dakota was the best summer ever. Now I don't need to go to Mars because I've been to the Badlands. And I caught a bigger walleye than Dad when we went to the Missouri River. Then I rode my bike through these huge rocks called needles. Ooh, I also saw my first herd of bison, even a fuzzy furry baby one. I can't wait to go back and see more. There's so much South Dakota, so little time. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. What makes eHarmony so special? You. No, really. The profiles and conversations are different on eHarmony, and that's what makes it great. eHarmony's compatibility quiz brings out everyone's personality on their profile and highlights similarities on your discovery page. So it's even easier to start a conversation that actually goes somewhere. So what are you waiting for? Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Just Ruskin and Zach today yeah. as uh, DQ continues her tour of Southern Canada. <laughs> so uh, we are here and uh, ready to go on the opening day of Training Glamp. Here we go. It's See, time. Uh, that flows. When That's you right. say Training Glamp, it works. Combine our two words that we made up and put it together, and there you go. Training Glamp 2022 like is upon us, folks. That's right. Pads are, well, they're not in pads. No, they're in shelves but, today. But, uh, but, Which but, I never understood. But people are being physical out there. You just wait. I never but, understood this. So, like, like in high school, kids will go to team camp in July, but then we're going to have to spend three days in shells because we don't want to, we don't want to overwork them. I don't get mm-hmm. it. Just, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, it's all rules it's, and regulations. It's these new kids. They didn't have it the way we did. Right. Yeah, they were taking salt tablets in the middle <laughs> of July. Right. Get them a salt tablet. It'll be, It'll fine. be fine. That's right. That's right. Give Orange another salt tablet. Orange, what the hell are you doing out there? It's not usually <laughs> that, that isn't far from what was usually said. <laughs> are you stupid or something? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Yes. yes. It is, uh, Jason says, let's get weird on a Friday. All righty. You know what? Let's not. Let's, I've had enough weird for one day. Let's get weird on a no, Friday. No, no, no. I would like a, a nice, normal, nothing breaks kind of Friday. We are going to get weird on a Friday. Oh, here. we're already getting uh, uh, reports from inside camp. Here's an insider. Uh, I got an inside scoop from camp. KJ is throwing the ball. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Here we go. An, an, exclu- an exclusive. Yes. An exclusive report that this is uh, that this is going on. Passes were caught. People ran around. Football was played. You know, people are like <laughs> relying on this for quality intel, and we give them this, and they're like, "What is wrong with those guys? Those Look, guys are idiots." There is nothing you're going to get from today. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. No. Zero. This is the first day of kindergarten. Every they just want to make sure attend everybody's there. I remember the um. I remember going to one of these, like maybe it was the day two of practice. And we were there, and then it came time to usher us all out. This is when I did TV, I think. No, no, it wasn't. And uh, someone you and I both know said to me, this team's not going to win five games. (laughs) Uh, That team went on to win eight games and the uh, Liberty Bowl that year with Bobby Mm -hmm. Petrino. Okay, all right. So... Clearly, we did learn a lot in those first two days to, to uh, make a wins forecast. So, 
See, I've been in practices over there after the media is escorted out. Mm-hmm. And you then you that's when they really get to it, and you'll never see any of that unless you've got a drone. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got, I've a, got mine. Uh, I, I've got people working on that. Okay, uh, you're you're not going to learn a lot watching the 20 minute media. And, All you're going to see is I, a lot of stretching, people tossing the ball back and forth. I want. It. I'm dead serious about this. I want everybody to go to my YouTube channel, and we'll have practice drone footage up. All right, we're going <laughs> to we're going to do that. I don't care. I mean, we're going to do it. So you don't have a YouTube channel yet. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. We got drone footage. We got drones. We don't we have got, a drone. We, we got the bear in the air. We got all of it. We, we got you covered. We, we got cameras in the gr- we got cameras in the field that they don't know about. Mm, all right. Okay. So they need to sweep for valences because I've got that thing covered over there. So get ready. You've never seen training camp like this from the air. Okay. On the uh, on the on the Ruskin and Zach YouTube channel. So there you go. All right. It's uh eight six six two eight five four. Zero zero five to get in here on Ruskin and Zach. Uh, how about that Hall of Fame game last it was, night? Uh, I did not watch one second of it. Oh, what's wrong with you? Uh, we were having some issues, and uh, and I was working. You don't have a t- the TV that works. I, we're having issues. I, look, I, you know me. If if I if there's some if there's a TV on, I'm like a gopher. It's just like, right? and you know I, I I get distracted very easily. So I had to well, concentrate. Well, the Jaguars didn't look very good. Now. We told you yesterday they didn't have like twenty five guys playing. Turner Lawrence so didn't play. That's true. Who started at quarterback for the? Jags? I don't even remember. Okay. The game was delayed forty minutes by lightning. Of course it is. So it's, I saw uh, they had what's to his vamp name? Stidham uh, from uh, Auburn played for for the Raiders. Yeah, that's right. He started for the Raiders. Yes, he did. Yes, and the Raiders won. And uh, the Raiders brought the flame of Al Davis. What? I don't know if they brought is Al Davis. Okay, I have a, a series. Yeah, all right. I I got questions. Is Al Davis like? Buried under the—is this like a Kennedy situation? Like, is he buried under the flame? I don't, or no, did they, they bring his dead body to Canton last well, night? Well, that—that's probably more likely. No, they built that monument, that shrine out at the uh, Oakland Coliseum to him, and then they moved it to Las Vegas. But if they're carrying that flame around, that's weird. They did. I, it was in Canton last night. I saw it. He's enshrined, isn't he, Al Davis? I don't know. He didn't. Him and the league didn't get along all that great. Yeah, some guy um, that was in the USFL played quarterback for the Jags because his jersey was in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, his USFL jersey. So he's already made it to Canton. Can't cool. do better than that. No, can't do that. Can't do better than that. So it is um, very uh, – well, I mean, it was football. It looked like football. It was um, – He is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Al Davis is? Yes, he is. That's good. All right. Yeah. So is uh, Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was twenty three and sixteen as the uh, the Raiders coach. Yeah, and then they made him the AFL commissioner. Seems like a terrible a idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then he bought out those other guys and became the. He uh, al- but he also kept the Buffalo Bills afloat. Yeah, Ralph Wilson tells that story all the time, or used to tell that well, story. Used to tell it, yeah, uh, about how Al- he got a four hundred thousand dollar loan from Al, al Davis I- to keep the Bills in the league. My one of my favorite. Sports documentaries ever is full color football. The history of the uh, uh, the uh, American Football League. It's like six seven parts. Showtime did it several years ago. I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's great because it they have the and these are I believe at Arrowhead or in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Someone can check me on this, but they have on the airline stationery Lamar Hunt mapping out how yeah. the league would work. 
pretty cool. Uh, in that documentary, there's sto- a story about Otis Taylor. The uh, I think he went to Grambling. Uh, he was uh, all all pro tight end uh, when the uh, when the NFL merged the Hall of Famer, and the NFL was trying to find him. He was at home. the The AFL had come in and they were going to draft him. And the uh, I guess it was Lamar Hunt and his people were there. Uh, there were a couple of representatives from the AFL, but they couldn't figure it out because the NFL was now like surrounding the hotel. Yeah. So they put Otis Taylor, who was about six foot four and two hundred fifty pounds, in the trunk of the car yeah. and smuggled him out of his hometown so that they could go sign it, sign the contract. Yeah. The um, the there's also that story Joe Namath told about with the uh, Arizona Cardinal guys in his dorm room. St. He, Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals, right. But back then, they might have been the Chicago Cardinals. Yeah, well, the, the Cardinals uh, people were in there, and uh, Joe Namath told them what the Jets were going to pay. It was like 150000 And, like, the Cardinals guys, like, one guy was, like, almost having a heart attack. A guy fell off the bed. Like, they were, like, going crazy <laughs> over $150,000 for for Joe Namath. So, But we're also talking about a completely different time period. I for whatever reason, I was watching Game Five of the uh, 1969 World Series. You know Jerry Kuzman, the uh, the Hall of the uh, the. This is no no no. Just this listen. is skewing so old. But, here, but listen to me. Top. This is it. Just I literally stopped in my tracks. Um, Kirk Gowdy was talking about Kuzman had signed his contract that year, and he'd gotten a bonus of twelve hundred dollars. Oh wow! Look at and that. I was like, whoa, twelve hundred dollars right now wouldn't get you the meeting. No, no, no. Twelve hundred. Who was the first defector? Was it Pete Gogolak? Yeah, first big one, yeah. Yeah, the first. Yeah, Gogolak. Uh, he was a go- kicker running back for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or for the, wait a minute, he played for the, Vi- no, the Giants. No, it's Ed Podolak. That's who it was. Okay. Ed right. Podolak, number 14. Well, anyway. Wow, this, what this, happened? This segment has skewed very old very like quickly. The, you know what? I don't like that. What uh, we are doing is weird. We are, we are brought to you by Werther's Originals. <laughs> Easy. Uh, and, is- and by, uh, and by, um. Uh, I lost the joke. Metamucil, thank you. There you go. Ouch. <laughs> Geritol. And Geritol. For, for clean blood. Vim, vigor, and vitality. Geritol. Anything else? That's about all I got okay. right now. I'm out of bullets. It's Friday. Let's get weird. Chris in Oklahoma says a source close to Oklahoma says practice was very good. Dylan Gabriel threw the ball. Mm. Big scoop. All right. We are all over it. We are your practice headquarters here on Ruskin and Zach. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the National Football League, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, Zach has uh, had this book uh, all summer, it seems like. This Bino cookbook. reader. That's okay. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just, just trying to give some context <laughs> as to how this all came about. And the book is about Bino Cook. It's his life story, more or it less. Is? And uh, John D. Lucas is the uh, author. The book is brilliantly titled "Haven't They Suffered Enough?" <laughs> I just love that title. And uh, John is with us now here on Ruskin and Zach. Hi, John. Good afternoon. 
Good afternoon. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really, really appreciate this and glad to tell some Beano stories. So how did this all come about with uh, this project for you? You know, it started about 20 years ago. Uh, I wrote Beano a letter. I was in high school and, uh, well, going back even further now, I guess 25 years ago, I'm really dating myself. You know, I wanted I wanted to be like covering college football. I wanted to do what you guys are doing, what Beano did, you know, talk about college football on the air, you know, write stories in newspapers, things like that. And uh, I was looking for a mentor. You know, he's a guy from Pittsburgh. I live 20 miles down down the road from Pittsburgh. I'm thinking maybe this guy will, uh, you know, he'll help me out. And sure enough, he wrote back to me and, you know, sent me a letter, gave me the time, you know, time to call his home phone number. And, and we just, we just hit it off. We went, you know, we went from there a couple years later. He, he says, Hey, a lot of people have been asking me to, you know, put my stories down in writing and, you know, talk about my life and television and sports and things like that. And I need help. And I didn't really know what he was getting after at the time, but he was asking me to help him, help him write his, his uh, autobiography. So it was, it was a huge honor. One of the things that, I mean, in reading the book that was, I guess, struck me the most was as I'm reading it, and it is, it, it is literally just him talking, and you're just sort of, I guess, capturing what he's saying, but I mean, you can hear his voice mm-hmm. when, when you're reading it. it. It is just, it's Bino talking about just about everything. It jumps all over the place. The stories are fantastic, but how do you, as you know, the person who has to organize all this, get all of this together and I mean, put it all together in one book? To be honest, you know, Bino, you, you know, you, you met him. You know what he was mm-hmm. like. You guys watch him on TV all those years. He was the exact same guy in real life as he was on TV. And he was kind of like the, you know, the Kramer character in Seinfeld. He, he, he was out there. And, you know, he started putting these notes together a couple of years before I was born. He was working for, uh, for the Miami Dolphins doing PR. And uh, he started putting notes on the back of releases from the 1974 NFL season. And, you know, he started stacking up all these manila file folders and turned the stuff over to me. And he says, here, this is a loose way that it's going to read. And here's the stories I want to get in. And then the rest of it, I just sat there with a tape recorder and we just uh, we just went from there. He just started riffing and going off and, you know, telling different stories and talking about different people. And there were things where I would sort of, you know, press them a little bit, sort of, you know, try to get flush out some more details and things like that. But mostly it was just it was a conversation between two people. So that's, and you know, it's a great compliment. You heard his voice and you read it in his voice. That's exactly what I'm going after. So it's, you know, if you watch Beano on college game day or the Saturday night scoreboard show, or the sports reporters on Sunday morning and, you know, all of his, all of his TV hits, it's the exact same storytelling style that, you know, that he, uh, he did on, on TV for all those years. Yeah, I want to talk about um, uh, his involvement with with the 69 shootout uh, coming up in a little bit. But, uh, John, I mean, it it was just struck me that, I mean, everybody knows Lee Corso, but before that was Bino Cook. He was on on the initial college game day with Tim Brando uh, when, when the show started in the 80s. Yeah, and uh, you know, the actually the anniversary of that first show, 35th anniversary of the first college game day, uh, you know, I was in the studio at that time. They didn't, you know, go out to all the games of the week, and, you know, for a couple of years. But uh, yeah, Bino was a big part of that. He was one of the guys that, uh, you know, it wasn't his idea to come up with the show, but he was the one. If you read the book, he's the one that kept it going for many years. I mean, a lot of especially younger fans, they have no idea that you know that show was. You know, it was almost like filmed in somebody's garage for a couple of years. And Bino was the guy 
who, you know, he pressed the producers, you know, let's do this, let's do that. He had input with all the stories, you know, and him and Brando, they, they helped put the whole thing together. And, and Coach Corso, you know, who I got to know when I worked for game day a couple years later, you know, he, he took a lot from Bino. He watched Bino, and he sort of, you know, was his understudy for a couple years. And Bino did all that original stuff that, that a lot of people think of when you think of Corso now with the headgear and, you know, making all the crazy lines and sort of the comic relief element of that show. Bino did that early on, and, you know, there's there's a continuation factor there. So it's, you know, it's kind of neat to see that see that evolution. And Bino was a, you know, big mover behind it all. The young people, those who know who he is, probably know him more for his character uh, characters that he when he was on ESPN. But this is one of the most influential people in college football going back, you know, probably into the fifties and sixties. Um, he was one of the forerunners for the media guide. Right, right. He uh, he he came up with his his releases were it was it was must read you know material back then that these guys would send out stuff. It was just full of stats and you know, dates and things like that and all kinds of coach speak and things, but he punched it up. He put all kinds of crazy little anecdotes and stories, you know, the cost of gas at a local gas station, what a head of lettuce was, you know, he's given stock tips, movie reviews, you know, talking about, uh, you know, we flew out to the West coast for a game with UCLA when, you know, he was a pit, he'd, he'd rate the airlines had the best looking stewardesses. <laughs> you know, he, he did, he did like Yelp reviews and things like that. This is in the fifties and sixties, you know, and he was just, it was so off the wall that it, it made a name for him. People said, you know what, I'm not going to throw these these things out anymore. And he threw that into the media guide and he sort of just took his, his outlandish personality, I mean, his ex- eccentricity, and, you know, made a career out of it. We're talking with uh, author John D. Lucas uh, with the uh, Beano cookbook, Haven't They Suffered Enough, here on Ruskin and Zach. So... Time moves on, and in the late 60s, he's doing publicity for ABC Sports. Rune Arledge is running ABC Sports. It's the 100th anniversary of college football in 1969. And what happened from there, John? You know what? He was he was looking for a way to sort of set up things, you know, in terms of, you know, I, we, I, I came up with the line in the book. I mean, I said that, uh, you know, he's, he's explaining the situation where him and Rune are trying to set up a one versus two matchup. And I was like, okay, well, you guys were the BCS in the 60s. You were the uh, a selection committee, mm-hmm. you know, before there even was one. He said, yeah, two-man selection committee. That's what we were trying to do. So they were working with different coaches and ADs, you know, looking at the schedule, how many lettermen are coming back, where things line up, and saying, hey, you know, what can we do here to set up this, you know, this prime time, you know, or, you know, a, a late season, one-game, standalone, superpower matchup. How can we pull this off? You know, so they're looking at, you know, you think of all the, all the powers back then. They're looking at, you know, Notre Dame and Southern Cal and uh, Texas and Arkansas and Oklahoma and Alabama, and they're going through. You know, he looked up. He said, Texas, Arkansas. He said, that's the game. They're going to, they're both going to be good this year. They're going to be preseason top five. He told Ruin. He said, let's talk to both coaches. Let's see, you know, let's let's see if Frank Boyles and, and Daryl Royal if they will move the game from its October, the normal slot was in October, and see if we, you know, tell them we're going to we're gonna pump the hell out of this and hype it up, and, you know, you, you guys are going to be, you know, the, the, ol- the only uh, game in town, literally. And uh, so Bino went about doing that. He, you know, it was a lot of behind-the-scenes work. He fed a lot of information to Rune, and, uh, the, you know, the coaches, they pulled it off. It ended up, you know, it ended up working out very fortuitously for Bino, one versus two. 
You know, in December of 69, President Nixon shows up, and it just, that sort of cemented his, his, uh, you know, his personality and his, his hold over the game. He was a behind-the-scenes type kingmaker, mover, and shaker, and that game, uh, you know, probably started it all for him. And when you, I mean, you talk about that game, uh, Nixon was here. It was a cultural event. Colonel Sanders was here. That's right. Inexplicably, <laughs> Colonel Sanders was, was on Billy campus. Graham did Billy the invocation. Graham did the invocation. Yeah. And, you know, they, uh, we've all seen the, the video of it, but you so rarely hear his name associated with it. Right, right. That's That was one of my favorite parts of the book. You know, we're talking about this, and I'm I'm trying to pull stuff up asking him, you know, because everybody, you know, the, obviously a heartbreaking conclusion for everybody down your way. But everybody knows that last play, you know, the, the past 15, 14, they can tell you the final score. I said, well, what are some other things about the game? Everyone knows, okay, Nixon was there, things like that. And he says, oh, yeah, I'm in the press box. And it was just all these politicians. You have all these television executives. Every big-time sports writer in the country was there, every sports personality. And, you know, then he's, he's mentioning, yeah, one moment I'm talking to Reverend Billy Graham. The next I'm hanging out with Colonel Sanders. I'm like, Colonel, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken. He said, yeah, that's Colonel Sanders. And George Bush <laughs> and, you know, was he here. Just, mm-hmm. yep. that, that stuff just flows yeah. out of Bino's mouth. You know, it was, you know I, he's not a name dropper. You read the book, there are so many crazy names from sports, entertainment, politics, you know, mafia figures, all kinds of crazy people he interactions with. But that's the, that's the kind of life he lived. He, you know, he just met these people and wasn't a name dropper. He was more of a name spiller. And that's just one of the great parts about the book and about his personality and things we captured. Now, for for people my age, um, we remember, unfortunately, 1994, when Bino went on ESPN and said that Ron Paulus was going to win two Heisman trophies and everything went south after that. <laughs> and everybody sort of associates right. Bino with Notre Dame. He actually hated Notre Dame. Yeah, if you, you read the book, you, you'll, you'll put that together pretty quickly. He was, uh, He's a Pitt you know, guy. He, he was very loyal to his alma mater, University of Pittsburgh, and you know, they just couldn't beat Notre Dame when he was growing up. And, you know, there was recruiting rivalries here in Western Pennsylvania. And Notre Dame always seemed to get the heads up on that. And it drove Bino crazy. And then, uh, you know, so he, he really, you know, he, he waged a behind-the-scenes war with Notre Dame for many years. But yet, many people, if you ask them, you know, oh, Bino Cook, they'll, they'll tell you two things. They'll tell you the Ron Paulus prediction, like you just mentioned. Or they'll say, oh, no, big Notre Dame homer. Furthest thing from the truth, to be honest. Yeah. There's a lot of stories in here uh, that uh, you know, people can, can get the book, but the one thing I did enjoy was um, uh, that Brent Musburger would steal information <laughs> from the uh, on-site announcers. When, when, when Bino was working at CBS at the start of the NFL today, he, he told that story. Right. Yeah. 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 There was, you know, there was some, there's so many things like that in there, but that's, that's a great example. There was uh you know, those guys, they'd, they'd have these, uh, you know, the whip-arounds and, you know, there was, you know the earpiece in, the producers would be talking, okay, we got this coming up next and we're, you know, we're going to discuss this. And Brent would listen in on, you know, Pat Summerall was talking about, okay, there's a game in Pittsburgh and, and you know, we have some injury information, you know, and, uh, hey, competitive, you know, the nature, <laughs> the nature of the media game, you know, people jumped in, but that's that's the way it was back then. There was, there was a lot of that... Uh, you know, behind the scenes, uh, you know, infighting, things like that. And I think Bino captures a lot of that in the book in a way that other people never really wrote about. You know, his relationship with Musburger, Howard Cosell, Phyllis George, you know, and all these other big shots. And I think he does a good job describing what, you know, the world network television was back in that heyday. He did the, not just those stories, but the expense accounts and, you know, the money and the gambling and all that was going on that, 
people really have no clue about. One of the things I guess I found most interesting is, I mean, you see the TV, you see him on TV, you hear the stories and all this, but he, he was a real human that had, I mean, he he was an industry on, among himself. He had you know drivers, he had you know people on staff, and he took care of everybody. Yeah, he did. He was that was one of the things when I you know when I got to know him, you're like I said, you're you're surprised because you, you you see this TV character, but he was you know just a, a strange guy. He'd had this stuff you know packed up. His apartment looked like I mean it was like a college football warehouse. I mean, there's media guides and you know all kinds of notepads, things that, you know SID send out. You know, he'd have boxes of sweatshirts. You know, there's a, a Michigan helmet up on the one corner of the bookcase that's signed by Lloyd Carr. You know, there's all these other crazy pictures and things like that. And then, uh, you know, he ran Beano Incorporated. He had his uh, he had his set up there and his people. And uh, you know, and I was I was one of them. I was fortunate that I I sort of worked my way up. I was you know his chauffeur for a little bit, took him to games, other places, and to doctor's appointments. And next thing I know, I'm uh, you know co-author of his book. So I'm. Hey, I'm happy that I was I was along for part of the ride with him. John D. Lucas, uh, the book is uh, "Haven't They Suffered Enough?" The uh, story of one of the most colorful people in the history of college football, uh, Bino Cook. John, thank you for the time today. We really appreciate it. Hey guys, it's uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. All right, that's uh, John D. Lucas with us here. Your drive home powered by Mister Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. So that Musburger thing I read. Mm-hmm. So. The, the story he, he was talking about there, uh, Bradshaw's not going to play in a Steelers game. And Summerall's got it at the game site. So he's relaying it back to the control room in New York. And Musburger hears it. So when Musburger, or Musburger's tossing to Pat Summerall on the NFL today, he's like, oh, I got some big injury news. Terry Bradshaw is uh, not going to play today. Pat Summerall, you've got more. <laughs> and Pat Summerall is pissed. He's like, you stole the whole story. He was furious because yeah. Musburger eavesdropped in on that conversation and took the whole thing from him. Wow. It, it, is, it, it is one of the funniest books I've ever read. And one of the stories that, that I loved was he had just gotten out of the Army. He'd actually been uh, kicked out of the Army and told not to come back. He was thinking about re- reenlisting, and his sergeant was like, no. <laughs> Get out so of here. So they gave him a desk job, and he decided that he was going to go AWOL one weekend, and they caught a ride on a bomber like a World War II era bomber, this is in the 50s, for, to the Cotton Bowl. Pitt was playing in the Cotton Bowl in the 50s. And they were leaving Pittsburgh and going to Dallas. And he talks about the ride, and, you know, hey, we've, we've, we've hoodwinked the Army. But he didn't realize there was no heat in the uh, the airplane. They get up, it's freezing outside. They nearly froze to death on no. the way down to the Cotton Bowl. That's right. Guys, sometimes stress, anxiety, or a bad day can affect performance and ruin a fun night. But BlueChew.com is here to the rescue. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew is an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is really simple. You go to bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. And you don't have any pills to swallow. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable. 
Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than the pharmacy. Here is the special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BLEAVE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your first month for free. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Not every now and then. We've gotten a lot of texts this week, as a matter of fact, about um, the morning show. So let's check in, Zach, on... How the morning show is going right now. Now, Chuck, you're talking about haircut. I'm not getting my haircut until I come back from Auburn. I think that because uh, I want to wear my cowboy hat one last time down there and then uh, come back from that. You, you got to have bad hair for a, for a cowboy no, hat? No, I just like it. I like how my my hair looks in the cowboy hat. What the hell hat. is wrong with you? <laughs> what guy have you ever heard say, I like the way my what, hair what looks? What is in wrong it? with It just you? looks good coming out the back. I look like Casey Dunn and Yellowstone. No, uh, you don't look anything uh, like Casey Dunn. No. Whoever told you that lied to you? It was a, it was a woman. She lied to you. Oh, uh, no, I think she was, uh, yeah, she might have been, but yeah, <laughs> maybe. Okay, there's, it's going, Chuck, going good. Chuck, Chuck is immediately regretted <laughs> signing on the dotted line. And I thought we were going to be the low point for him. The, have you ever um, decided when you're getting a haircut based on, uh, a football schedule? Have you ever done that? I have not. No. Okay. Me either. When the hair annoys me, I go get it cut. That's what I. That's yeah, my I a, policy. I have a pretty set schedule. Yeah. On, yeah. Uh, on here, I, I just love this. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's going well. It's going really, really well. Oh man! Uh, you can just hear Chuck getting more and more and more frustrated. I can see, and I didn't. I didn't watch this morning. Because I've flipped on the video every now and then a couple days. But I can just see him looking at, at Ty going, I can see the look on his face as he looks over. What? This is going to become just a regular thing. Joey Mountain Home says uh, that he is listening to Ruskin and Zach and Tony Robbins. He's killing it in life. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, man. Oh, God. Tony Here. Robbins. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Don't get motivated, <laughs> Joey. Let me listen to this. This is if George Carlin taught us anything. Motivated people are causing all the problems. Yeah. yeah. You find yeah. me some guy that's sitting at home watching game shows all day. He's not motivated. He's not hurting anybody. Uh, all the motivated people are causing all the problems in the world. Mm-hmm. So don't get motivated. That's my lesson right here, kids. Stay perfectly unmotivated, and you will not cause any problems. Okay. That's all. Ran over. Okay. <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, here's a good text. Yes. Uh, when is Chuck on y'all's show? 
What the hell's wrong with you? It was on yesterday. Thursdays at Thursdays. five. Thursdays at five, Where Captain. Are you? Thursdays at five. Yeah, that's good. Actually, good point by Matt in uh, South Carolina. Uh, the "What the hell is wrong with you?" is a segment for dumb coaching moves. God, I wish we had still had Chad we, Morris. We could do that every Monday. I know. Oh, we, dude. All right, we're we're taking it because you know people steal from us around here. That's ours. About time. That is ours. About time for us. That's to- ours. We're stealing from you, and that's ours. That's right. So, so they, just just as an example, mm-hmm. just just you know an illustration of how this would work. LSU stops Florida on no Florida stops LSU, and they're going to win the game. And then a guy throws the shoe. Right. It's a fifteen yard penalty, and a, and. The LSU drive continues. What the hell is wrong with you? That's <laughs> right. It works. Okay. Absolutely. See, this is this is an on-air meeting right now. That's right. <laughs> I like it. You run a fake punt. You didn't like it. You ran it, though. Timeout got called right before. So out of the timeout, you run the fake punt again. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it works. I lived that one. That yep. was not fun. Yep. And it was cold, too. It didn't help. Uh, Dustin's texting. His uh, favorite promo lately is the one for halftime where Drew says he wants to quote Hamilton but doesn't get the quote right. What did he quote for Hamilton? Some people are kind of using Doc Rivers as an scapegoat saying. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well. So Ty is not getting a haircut based on football schedules. He thinks he looks like Casey Dutton. Because a woman Let me told d- him that it looks oh, good. Oh, a woman? A woman? That's <laughs> girl! <laughs> Did she say it sarcastically, like "nice hair"? Yeah, how many how many seltzers were involved did, in this comment? Did she go Al Cervic and go, "Yeah, looks good on you." Yeah, yeah. Irony. Uh, Matt Nakin uh, says, "Do I get anything for naming that segment?" What the hell's wrong with you? No, Matt, you get a Laurel and Hardy handshake. That's what you get. That's right. Okay. Yeah, TL brings up a good point. How long will Chuck continue doving into Ty's stuff? It's early. I hated you the first week. What? Still do. So I'm a I mean, delight. <laughs> I am nothing you, short whoa, of a whoa, delight. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the clock. I am a delight. Stop the clock. I am a delight. <laughs> I, I am a delight. I think many people would find that hard to believe. <laughs> While that may be, <laughs> you find me to be delightful. Oh, man. He looks like Casey Dutton. No. It looks nothing like Casey Dutton. He He's closer to Jamie Dutton than Casey Dutton. I mean, come on. John Dutton, the former tackle from the uh, Cowboys. Well, that's also uh, Kevin Costner's character. In oh, you don't watch Yellowstone? No, I do not. not but no, because it sounds over. like the three of them do. Well, it's because it's not over. Oh, that's right. I'll watch it when it's over. No. Yeah. Let me know when you get to the part where Beth is uh, taking a bath in the horse trough. That's so uh, what? when Beth Dutton is taking a bath in the horse trough. Let me know when you get to that. What, see, I mean, I'll just go find it. I've got Paramount. Let's go look it up right now. Yeah, you just tell me season and episode. I'll go find it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. They're coming oh, in now oh, to the newsroom. Uh, the North Texas player pretends he caught a fair catch and then takes off and scores a touchdown. What the hell is wrong with you? Right? <laughs> yeah, it works. It works. We can make it like a Monday thing. S- send us your submissions. We'll read them. It's what the hell is wrong with you Monday. That's right. All right. I like it. I see this coming up in our next meeting with Chuck. Yeah. Don't do that <laughs> Don't anymore. Don't do that again. <laughs> we'll split the commission so, with so him. So, Tommy, up. we need you to sell it real quick. <laughs> we'll split the commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
breaking news, updating a story from last hour if you're interested. Let's update a story from the last hour. Let's go to the newsroom. Uh, you had uh, requested to find out where the Deshaun Watson jersey has gone. Yeah. That used to hang in the Fred Smith Center. My in, sources in on the, the training room. My sources on the inside say that that jersey was taken down and its whereabouts are unknown. I see. Hmm. So, yeah. So, um, there we go. There we go. He is efforting for us. Good, I mean, good I mean, intel. They are efforting for us. We know where the meter is, too, by the way. Yeah, we know exactly where the meter is. I'm not allowed to talk about that. No, we know where the neck brace is. We know where the jacket is, the hat. We got all yeah. of that. We know where that stuff is. And I'll ruin your childhood for you yeah, right now. The meter wasn't real. No. There was some guy goosing it up. What the hell is wrong with you? I know. I just, I, 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 well, it ruined my life when I learned that, so I wanted to ruin everybody else's life. I thought that thing uh, was a legitimate sound measuring device. Here's a good question out of the 479. Uh, second best, talking about the Bulldogs, who's the best? Ruskin, would you like to field that one? Bald Knob? No. Oh. I don't know. Then That'd be Springdale, of course. <laughs> it's that time of year. Well, you just wait till basketball season. Oh, okay. This text reads: Surely he's not talking about those mangy <laughs> red dogs. Well, I'm afraid he is. I'm Team Greenwood on this because I want to be liked in Sebastian County. Hey, I, I love Greenwood. I, I. You ever been to a game there? Yeah. Yeah. No, we had a game there that that COVID year that came together in like three days. I saw him play. Connor Nolan was quarterback. I saw him play Eldo down there. So like a one versus three or Listen something. Listen to like you that. with the lingo, what? Eldo. I, 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 El Dorado. It's Eldo. Thank you. No, it's not. Well, no, it's, no one calls it's it. It's not that. El Dorado. It's El Dorado, but Eldo. It's El Dorado, works. Arkansas. Yes, so uh, home of the Wildcats. Yes, and uh, yes. Randy, we got El Dorado by 14 tonight <laughs> on the road. Thank you, Barry. I was down there. That that was the year that uh, Eldo was pretty good, and, and oh, Greenwood just throttled him. Just sound like a jackass when no, you don't. say that. I'm sorry. That's what that, no, that's what you call him. I want to punch you in the where's throat. Grant, where's Grant Merrill? He he would back me up on this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I know that's. Not, do I want Grant in my corner? Yeah, but in this person, I'll, right now I'll take anybody. Oh, I'm going to see the uh, parents this weekend. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm. I'm going to get you a uh, update on the uh, status of the new. Playing surface at mm. First Security Stadium in Cersei because okay. they are getting a new playing surface. Can we talk about the bag that you're taking? It's just a duffel bag. What's wrong with it? Uh, it's a very um, Doctor Quinn it's medicine a black woman fake leather duffel bag. It's a very Doctor Quinn medicine woman bag. I like. You pulled it. it. You pulled it. You put it on your desk, and I'm like, "Where's Where's medicine woman?" Well, I for, I'll forget it if I don't put it on my uh, desk. I, I brought you. it inside so you know the like my deodorant and stuff won't explode in the car because it'll be it'll be in there all afternoon. But I got to take it with me, or I'm gonna forget it. So I put it on the desk. Yeah, because mm, gotcha. I'm not that bright, Zach, as you well know. So <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do these little things. I gotta tie a stringer I, in my finger the whole deal. I've, I've got receipts on that. That's you. We. So do I. Yeah, yeah, I got a few on that one. That's right. My parents would love to tell you about all the stupid things that have proven that I'm stupid. So yeah. my dad still couldn't figure out how I could memorize every lyric to the Hell Freezes Over album and make a C in Bible class in high school. If you make a C in Bible class, I mean, is that does that put you in peril? Well, I don't know. Okay. I guess we'll find out one of these days. All right, Ruskin and Zach here on uh, ESPN. You know what? No, so, yes. He's right. What do you say? Swafford's the uh, the final say on Eldo or El Dorado. Yeah. I will handle that right now. 
Hey, you know what happened here? Yeah. Um, we're going to do this thing with things I like, and we never got into it. Nope. we got to figure that out. Like before. many other things. Yeah, we'll get that going here at some point. So um, we were, I, I, I cooked up an idea where, I mean, we're going to have a lot more time to fill, so, I mean, by all means, we're going to get this going. But um, I I had this idea, since we, you know, bitch and complain all the time about everything here, that why don't we do a segment with things we actually like, and we call it Things I Like. So we'll get, wrong? we'll get that going at some point. Okay. We'll get that going. All right, it's time now, if you're ready. Nope. Well, I am I just need you to bring up the audio. I don't need you to oh, do okay. anything. Oh, here. what am I doing? The uh, We're doing a transfer portal update. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you ready for that? There we go. Who's in and who's out? It's time for a transfer portal update on Ruskin and Zach, presented by the Stadium Shop in Fayetteville. Should I stay or should I go? So, we're, uh, you know, getting towards, or training camps are starting up or have started up all across college football. You're going to get some guys that don't get jobs and enter the portal. So, this is a good time every week to keep you updated on all this stuff. But let's start with the baseline and where we stand. 247 ranked just the transfer portal. Now, this is only ranking additions made in the transfer portal. I've got the top 10 for you in college football, all right? Number 10 is Arkansas. Number 9, South Carolina. 8, UCLA. 7, Nebraska. 6, Alabama. 5, Texas. 4, Oklahoma. 3, LSU. 2, Ole Miss. And the number 1 transfer portal team this past offseason, Zach, is the University of Spoiled Children. That's USC. Of course it is. So there's your top 10 transfer classes. You know, this is going to happen in the um, – because we still don't have any rules on this transfer portal because no one at the NCAA knows what they're doing. So this is going to happen. Guys are going to go through camp a couple weeks, not get – it looks like they're not going to start. They're going to leave places. So we'll be all over this as we continue uh, to move through training camp and uh, the season. We're at our transfer portal update here on – Ruskin and Zach. And it's brought to you by the Stadium Shop on Razorback next to Baumwalker Stadium. It is football time, and everyone should be loading up on hog gear right now. And the Stadium Shop on Razorback is where you go. Whether you need stuff for tailgating, game day, man cave decorations, dorm stuff, they've got it all. Doesn't get more Razorback than the Stadium Shop. Local family alumni owned and operated. Robert and Matt are there. And they're ready to help you. Call them at 479-STADIUM. 479-STADIUM. You can also go to shoponrazorback.com. Shop is with two Ps. And Followed an e. by an E. And an E, right. Shop, the Canadian way. Shoponrazorback.com. Tell them Ruskin and Zach sent you and that Joe Badamasa sucks. <laughs> the stadium shop on Razorback. The place to go to get all your hog gear for an exciting Razorback football season. Uh, text out of the 870 says that we are both wrong. About it's what? About El Dorado. He was born and raised there. It's El Dorado. Is that... Is that I? You're born oh. and raised there. That's official. I'm in okay. I mean, in the interest of being correct, it's El Dorado. That's like you don't really hit the T in Bentonville. It's right. Bentonville. 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 Yeah. Right. Don't hit the T. 
You know, anytime we get new weather people around here, they always pronounce the cities yeah. wrong. Bentonville, yep. Alma. No, 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 no. no Alma. No, Come no, on. No. Get it right. Get it right. I'm still going to call it Eldo. Lavaca. No, no, no. It's nah. Lavaca. Come on. Home of the Golden Arrows. Let's go. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to do list teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then, learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.